Soldier Field, 24-17. Bears trying to get their 10th win. Here's the boot up in the air. Going up for it. Allen Robinson, he's got it! I want to see the Bears give him an opportunity to prove that he can do that. He's got the ball at the 43-yard line. When all the signs in the world were there. I think that'll be a fade-to-black moment with Allen Robinson taking it out of the air. That's what you're really hoping for that they really contribute to the team each year, and that you build a great base and foundation. And these loyal fans have been rewarded for their loyalty. It was, it was, it was awesome. It's, we picked up right where we left off. It was fantastic. And they have a Bears team to be proud of right now. Takes the snap, takes a knee, they head to the field. The Bears have won it. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of 34 to Glory. I'm your host, Tyler Flesh, joined by my co-host and father, Brian Flesh. Hey there, Bear fans. Well, that sucks. Yeah. Um, it was kind of, though, what we had expected. Now, we brought up last podcast. Um, I... I I think as Bears fans, we're not shocked by this, but the whole social media's reaction to what Aaron Rodgers did, and I'd like to start there. He said, I own you. I've owned you my whole fucking life. That's what he said directly to Bears fans in the end zone, who were flipping him the bird, by the way, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Given, giving him the one finger salute. I, I You know, the truth will set you free. Well, personally, I'm not hurt by it. It, uh, what I was going to bring up is the, the mainstream media is like, I can't believe this from Aaron Rodgers. As Bear fans, we what? expect, yeah, they, dude, they, they paint him as this golden boy, and he's just not. He's smug, and he's attention whore. He comes off like he's some kind of Buddhist. He is not. I'm not trying to throw shade on anyone's religion. But come on, man. Quit acting like you're holier than thou and that you can't let people into your life and blah, 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 blah. You're not. You've been wanting to say that for so long. Yes, it's true. Yes, I don't care that it's... I I don't care about that. But it blows my mind how the media... It's that East Coast, West Coast bias where they just... They want to talk about those two teams, right? Mm -hmm. And then they want to talk about... They don't want to talk about like Green Bay and Wisconsin. They don't want to talk about Chicago. They're they're flyover states. So, you know, even though they have one of the best quarterbacks, and I think that's why everyone is surprised. By your reaction, I you weren't surprised, right? No, of course not. Not surprised at all. I mean, you know, my personal belief with Aaron Rodgers, don't know the guy, but from a distance, he appears a little smug and arrogant to me. No, from a player. And I want to be very clear. That's how he comes off as a player. Because you can't say in the media, you can't come across plain Jane, you know, it's just a game, blah, blah, blah. There's more than that. And then you're doing the discount double check. Then you're throwing the belt. Remember when he had the belt when they went on the yes. Super Bowl run in 2011? Yes. So you're doing all that, but you're like, hey, it's just a game. Everything's fine. Uh, the word of the day is relaxed. I mean, cut the shit, man. You have an identity crisis, and I'm not kidding. I don't need to... As a player, he has an identity crisis. He wants to be looked at as Tom Brady, but he's not because he comes across very arrogant. Mm -hmm. So this game was predictable. 
We've all seen that storyline before where Aaron Rodgers gets the ball at the end of the game and then he takes over, right? Yeah. I mean, not surprising. Uh, We pretty much called it and uh, it is what it is. So let's get into the game itself. Um, Well, let's start offense. We talked about it. Yeah. From an offensive standpoint, um, we we are the same team. We're, we're, we've talked about this before. It doesn't matter who the fuck's calling the plays. Yeah. Does it? No, no. Because if you've got a poor recipe, it doesn't matter who's cooking. And we've got a poor recipe. No one out there could call a better offensive game plan because it's still Matt Nagy's game, game plan. plan. Yeah. It, it blows my mind. It absolutely blows my mind. We're about to go on a hell of a losing streak. We'll talk about the but- Bucks, but the butts, but the boots. We'll boots. talk about the Bucks game at the end of the episode. So if you don't want to hear all the negative things, there there's some positives. But we're about to say you can fast forward. Actually, get to the defense part because the uh, the defense is quite an upside. That's why we're starting off with the offense first. I've addressed this before. I've said this. Look, Justin Fields, there's some criticism there. He's growing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he needs to go through his progressions faster. Yes. He needs. He missed Allen Robinson completely wide open. Wide open. Uh, some other downsides with his by, game. By going through his progression, his I wanna, reads. I wanna, his reads. Okay. His reads. Because I, I didn't think he was seeing the field very well. Well, and that's what I'm talking about yeah, by progression. Okay. You have read one, two, three, read, four, four, but it seemed like he was waiting on read one to open up. If and he would have went from Mo- Mooney was read one on that play. Mm-hmm. He never got to read two, which was Allen Robinson. He he has to go. He he's having he needs to speed up his process. Yeah. What I mean by that is he needs to see the defenses. Okay, cover two. Okay, zone. Okay, man to man. Okay, the linebacker's dropping off off the blitz. He needs the I mean, and that'll come. I'm yeah, not trying to Yeah, I don't think you're being critical. I I would not see what you're doing right now as critical. I would see it as a very honest evaluation of here's what a young quarterback needs to do and this is what he's not doing. This is where he needs to go. So I don't see it being an, a negative kind of thing. I don't either. Another thing, I brought this up week 2 against the Browns. He needs to learn to run. What I mean by that is when he tucks the ball and goes, he is fast as shit. When he holds the ball and he tries to, you know, move the pocket on the run, he tends to slow down and is very easy to catch from behind. And it just, he has to be aware and be, this isn't college. No, these guys can catch you in a heartbeat and you, you gotta, you gotta put the jets on and basically he hasn't really put the jets on as he rolls out either left or right. He My, does now if it's a run. Yeah, if, if it's he, a run, he will. If I he, agree. If he if he makes up his mind where he's going to drop the ball and go, but he needs to he needs to maybe just you know he needs to get out quicker. It's not that maybe he just needs to do this. What? He just needs to yeah. get out of the pocket quicker. While we're on the quarterback, it, it it continues to puzzle the crap out of me. Why in plays? That we need, you know, eight, nine, ten yards. Well, that's what I was going to talk about. We, I wasn't going to talk about it quite yet, but yeah, let's go there. 
yeah. Why, when we need eight, nine, ten yards, are we but sending see, guys? On. Can I just correct you real quick? I know I cut you off twice now, but you said the quarterback play. This has nothing to do with what well, you're okay. about to say with the quarterback. Yeah, let, let me let me restate that. I I, I agree. It's related. This is, it's, this it's is Bill related, Lazer. Yeah, it's related to the play calling. And for me, when you need that kind of yardage, and now you're sending. All of your receivers to so set, deep to set it up for the audience. What you're referring to is we're down by 10. Justin Fields takes a sack. Now it's fourth and 22 and we don't convert. And Greg Olson brings up on the teleprompter and says, look, you still need a field goal. By the time Justin Fields rolled out, he had no one to throw to. Because everyone was breaking off the route 20 yards downfield. Why are they breaking 20 yards? He's a rookie. Let him get some easy completions. And we're not doing that. Yeah. It it literally looked like they set, set him up. And, and I don't want to be paranoid about it. But I, I'm starting to wonder, do they even want him to be successful, Fields? I think they have to. I What you're... What you're talking about is just how bad of a coach he is. Oh, man. There's no conspiracy theory here anymore. There's nothing. Dad, he has to have him to save his job. So why would you do this unless you want to get fired? And if you want to get fired, why don't you quit? Well, you can't quit because then you'll lose your money. Depending on how long's on his contract for... He's gone by Thanksgiving. I don't know. It just it, it's nonsensical to me, is what it is. I, I I'm trying my head is trying it to make sense sen- of what I'm it seeing. It is sensical. It's very sensical in the aspect of old man football. Right? That's what we're seeing. You know why? Hey, we need a fourth down conversion, so let's have them break twenty two yards down the field. It's old man thinking. It's dumb it's like okay for instance staley brandon staley the chargers head coach he went for it we talked about this before he goes for it on fourth and what was it like fourth and seven right on his own 19 and he doesn't convert it and the whole time though the old men in the booth are going i don't agree with this brian gumble and adam archuleta i don't this is not a good idea i you gotta punt the ball no you don't you're down by 18 in the third quarter. That is a smart move. And that's what I'm talking about when it relates to the Bears. It's not. The game is constantly evolving more than it ever has. And the Bears are not. Yeah, We still think we're coached by uh, George Hallis. Yeah, I'm not kidding, Dad. So, so, it, so in a nutshell, basically the game is passed, passed him by. The game has passed the entire organization organization of the Bears franchise by. Goddamn Ted Phillips has been in the front office since 1985 because he's, or 19, what was it, 84, 1984. He's been there since 1984. Nothing has changed. So what I'm trying to tell you is when they're interviewing, when they're interviewing these people, when they're interviewing Nagy and they're interviewing Pace, it is my sole belief that they go through play scenarios with them, and they're the they're the same old. They're like Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell at yesterday, kicking a field goal just to kick it. You're you're down twenty seven points, and you, you kick a field goal. Come on, man. Yeah, I, I I don't know if anyone saw the 
Tennessee Titans game, but it's really to to our point here that um, Tennessee really went for it a couple different times, and they should on fourth down. And you know what? It paid off. They they ended up beating the Bills last night because they they looked at that fourth down and they said, you know what? We ought to make take advantage of that. But you're seeing that from every single coach. You've never seen it against the Bears because what the Bears do, Ryan Pace, safe hires. John Fox, safe hire. Matt Nagy, that was supposed to be his guy. Couldn't let him go because they're stuck in this arrogant level of, I have to be right. Nagy has to be the guy. It was, it was, Trubisky has to be the guy. No, they're both not the guy. And you, Ryan Pace, are definitely not the guy. So, you know, it, it brings up a really important system in football. And this, is, this goes back years and years in terms of how much of success is the structure and the play calling and how much of it is really talent on the field. And, and I think you have to have both, right, in order to succeed. I mean, you, you, I think talent for, can sometimes overcome structure, but if you don't have that... I disagree. Big, I, I go kind of the other way around on that. I said sometimes. Talent can sometimes overcome structure, but for the most part, what I'm calling structure is just doggone good play calling. And I think that's the foundation of a good team. Is is that... it? You know, a lot of, a lot of teams... Someone goes out, and if you can plug a guy back in and he performs just as well, I'm thinking that's a good team. But when a guy goes out and and he can't even perform nearly to the to the point of the guy that that he's replacing, what does that say? I I, I see what you're saying. I lean towards structure mm-hmm. because we've had the talent, Dad. We've had we've had talent for years. The problem is the play calling. The problem is the, the 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 safety. Like the analytics said for that play on fourth down inside their own 25 on the 19 for the Chargers. The analytics said he had a th- if he gets it, they have a 3% chance more to win the game. So that's why he goes for it. It did not hurt them. Right. It does not hurt them. Get that out of your head. Think about it. To me, it would benefit the Bears to start doing this. Why? Because we can't score offensively. And I know people are sitting at home going, well, that doesn't make sense. Yes, it does. Because our defense is playing amazing right now. So guess what? Who cares? Turn the ball over in that situation. You know why? Our defense could hold them to a field goal. Reason two or reason one, the main fucking reason? Guess what? They're not going to get worn out by a long drive down the field to result in a field goal. You're still going to have more time to do what you need to do. But until this team gets younger from the from the top down, there has to be a different mindset. The game is changing. Head coaches are getting younger. There's not this playbook anymore that says we have to do things a certain way. We have to run ISO. Some people are still stuck in the fullback age. And what I mean by that is not actually utilizing the fullback like what Kyle Shanahan is doing. Take him. He's a genius. He takes a position that's dead, and he has use check running all over the place. We need to get younger. I think we will if the 
man, if the McCaskies either sell or they do something smart, and and we'll we'll talk about that later. But I know we've played the replacement game before, but I have more names to bring out. I have there are situations out there right now in the NFL as we speak who are great candidates for this job. And Matt Nagy, take your ass back to fucking Kansas City. Because guess what? You were a play caller for the Kansas City Chiefs. You had Patrick Mahomes and you had a de- an offense designed by a genius in Andy Reid. You, sir, are a shit student. You did not take any of that in for the Chicago Bears. So fuck you, sir, because that's bullshit. Because your first year... we How many times, Dad, have we said that on this podcast... What happened in the first year offense? Oh yeah, it was yeah, it was incredible. The first year offense was like, "Hey, we hired the right guy." I I said that. We hired the right guy. So creative, so good. Also, how has our offensive line been shit? Like it is shit still, man. It's not good. We have a 38-year-old in Jason Peters who is actually playing okay, not great, not <laughs> Horrible. Some games, other games, just okay. Let, let's face it. He, he's, but once again, we're talking about our standard. Is 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 like sometimes when we get average play, we're okay with it. We shouldn't be okay with average no. offensive line play. Well, we, there, there, it, it, everyone, listen. I want to say one more thing about the offensive line, and that is, at times they look like they're about ready to come together, and then. On a passing down, you're like, wait a second. They got around him so easily. How, how, either, either I don't know if we don't communicate and give people enough help or, or if it's just raw talent or what, but we get beat so often on the, on the pass rush that it's looking nasty. I mean, we really are. Uh, yeah, look, the... Here's the thing in all of this. Yes, we look like shit, but we also are making ourselves look like shit. We Do we even have a tight end on the team? And I'm not throwing shit on Cole Komet or Graham. I, the play calling is what I mean. Yeah, no. Again, I, I... we don't utilize a tight end who uh, from a guy who came from Kansas fucking city. Where they use Travis Kelsey like crazy. We can't even... We draft a guy in the first round and we can't even use him. Yeah. It's it's sad in that regard. Now, a bright spot was Khalil Herbert. For sure. I mean... For that, sure. That kid can run the ball. He looked good. I, I There were times he looked better than good. Um, I, I loved his speed. I love how he hits the hole. I love his vision. Hey... I wouldn't be surprised if he starts, uh, even when Montgomery comes back, starts to take up a little bit of that real estate. Oh, I guarantee you he is if he keeps this up. We'll see how he does against the Bucks. That's going to be really hard. But he was a big bright spot for this offense. He ran the ball really good. He almost he had 94 yards on like 17 carries. I can actually look it up. The The other thing while you're looking that, that up. Oh, God. What? Breaking news. Bears pray place Robert Quinn on the COVID list. Oh, wonderful. For this week's game against Tampa. Yeah. Uh, well, we all, all know what that means. But 
where where I was kind of going with some of this. Sorry, it just it, broke. No, it's it's okay. I mean, it, you know, it's 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 Bears news. We need to hear it. Um, not to get off the running back situation with Khalil, but the other thing that I'm I'm just real quick with him. Yeah, just because I brought up the stats earlier. Okay, he had 19 carries for 97 yards. He averaged 5.1 with one TD, long 25. Yeah, he 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 looked really good, really good. Um, the the thing that puzzles me and continues to puzzle me is even with crap quarterbacks, Allen Robinson year after year got a thousand yards. Got this this year. Allen no, Robinson, this years, uh, years, yeah. uh, because we have not done it with him. Yeah, yeah. I think and, we've done it what once. Um. Yeah, I think we think so, but that's that's it, a great point because it, he did it with the fucking Jacksonville Jaguars. Exactly. That's that's exactly where I was going, Ty. So you know, you you really have to begin to go when you have a guy who's that talented, and everyone knows Allen Ro- Robinson's talented. When you, you can't watch that guy play, but it's 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 like he's disappeared from the freaking offense. All right, I was wrong. I apologize. He did in twenty in two thousand twenty and two thousand nineteen. Even have better. over a thousand yards, even, but barely. Yeah, even better. So so he is he is about disappeared from the scene this year in terms of. So how can you have a weapon like that and have any kind of offense? I mean, if I'm Justin Fields, man, I'm throwing it. I'm throwing to that guy 13, 14, 15 times a game. And well, he's not th- open, though. We're, you can only do so much. Again, we're back. You see the pattern? Back to square one. Back to square one. Back to square one. I mean, it, it all falls, Dad. Yeah. Yeah, I know. If it, you look at the game tape, and Greg Olson referred to it several times in the broadcast. No one's open. They're they're running too far. There wasn't even a check down. We have to do. We're doing like max protect. We can't even get a check down. We can't even get a, a running back on a wheel route. Yeah. It, it, yeah. The wheels seemed to be falling off the bus rather quickly. Um, no, they're off. Yeah. It's not falling off. They're off. They're off. Let's talk about a bright spot though. Our defense. We continue to tear up the league. Three, We get three sacks again this game. Khalil Mack is on another level. Robert Quinn, they're the best duo. And unfortunately, again, we just broke the news that uh, Robert Quinn has been put on the COVID reserve list. So he will not be in for the Bucks game. Uh, so that, that, that sucks. That, um, that really sucks. Uh, let's, let's, talk about, let, let's talk about some bad things again. Uh and this goes to the offense too. I think we need to fire our medical staff completely. Again, we put Hakeem Hicks to Hakeem Hicks in too early. He gets a sack. He comes up limping with his groin. And then what I say when it ties into the offense is still no sign of Cohen. Yeah, Tariq Cohen is just MIA. How is this even possible in today's world? I have no idea. How has he not it, rehabbed that ACL yet? There's got to be. A, I would love to know what that story is because he is either the slowest healer in the history of football, or or there is something else. It's going been over on a year him. now. Oh, I know. It's it's ridiculous. 
It's absolutely ridiculous. I was so ticked off when I saw um, Akeem starting to limp again. I'm like, you damn dummies. Why don't you keep him out long enough to heal him up? I don't care if you have to keep him out another four games. He's going to do you a lot better. He's going to be a lot better shaped. So now he's injured again. So guess what? We're going to go through the same pattern. He'll start to feel a little bit better. They'll throw him back in injury again. I mean, come on. Yeah. Let, let the Everyone knows that older veterans heal a little bit slower. I mean, we almost sound like with, with our language on this show that we're against old people. You ought to see me. I'm an old guy. I'm not against old people. We're against old thinking. And we're against old systems that but no that, longer that, work. That's that's with the old people, though. I mean, the people you're seeing doing it are all older. And they, the people in their 30s are the ones going, no, we don't do it like this anymore. The only one that's actually changing it up, too, is Andy Reid and Belichick. Name another old coach that's doing it. Even Pete Carroll's not doing it. Pete Carroll is married to the run game. Married to the run game. Oh, he's all, but he's always been married to the run game. Again, though, you know. old thinking, old coaching. Why hasn't Russell Wilson won another Super Bowl? Old thinking, old coaching, old man. I'm sorry. It all ties into the same thing. They get stuck in their ways. And I'm not trying to make fun of you, but you also were the guy who a couple shows ago said you wanted Bill Cower back. And that's just absolutely an absurd statement. I did say that, and I will take full ownership of that. Now, the defense, I I think we did a good job of actually holding uh, Aaron Rodgers' passing yards. He didn't even get 200 on us. That was a surprise, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, our run defense kind of, I mean, we got gouged for 154. Wasn't our best day, but, you know, when you're focused in on that pass against Aaron Rodgers and you shut that down pretty good, Devontae didn't have that big of a game. No, he had he four catches. He had 89 yards. You look at the average, you're like, whoa, at 22.3 yards uh, per reception. I'm okay with that. Zero touchdowns. We shut him down. Uh, Jalen Johnson had a good game. Eddie Jackson needs to work on his tackling a little more. Uh, Roquan was Roquan out there leading the charge, leading the team in tackles. So, you know, again... It seems like this is the same story. Uh, it's getting exhausting to do this podcast over and over again, but it's the same podcast. It's why is our defense so good, and why don't we have an offense to do anything behind it? Yeah, and when is it going to change? Exactly. I mean, it's the same story over and over and over again. So, you know, there's some bright spots. Definitely the defense. I really don't have anything negative to say on the defense. They played great. You know, you held, you held the Packers to 24 points. You should be able to beat a team by holding them to 24 points. Um, I want to mention the defensive play calling okay. was also, I thought, very good. Sean Desai is good. Sean, let's talk about this. Sean Desai has been so much better than Chuck Pagano. Oh, Pagano. Chuck, and Chuck Pagano, was, and Pagano got a coasting. And Pagano got a better defense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree. Now, I want to talk about the officials. The officiating in this game was atrocious. Let's talk about the interception. That was a good play by Justin Fields. I don't care what anyone says. 
Maybe he should have saw the flag. Maybe not. That is a sappy veteran move. The guy jumps. You call for the ball. He's offside. He just threw it up. He thought he had a free play. Right. right. He's clearly offside. <laughs> clearly. Um, I thought Green Bay did have an interception, though, in the back of the end zone. They didn't call that. The officials had no idea. Multiple times huddling up. Um, at halftime was what was halftime? Yeah. Well, wh- here's what I don't understand. Does it not seem to you like we are having longer officiating huddles? It it makes me believe like, are, okay, are you guys questioning each other in these officiating huddles? What's happening there? Whatever happened to the day that you make the call? And if you got got to a huddle, you were in there two or three seconds and you were out. Now we're seeing 20 seconds, 30 seconds. Heck, last night in the Tennessee Bluffton, or Bluffton, Tennessee game, um, and Buffalo game, we were seeing huddles of two minutes. What Can, can you explain that to me? What, what is this? Did, are we forgetting how to officiate and we, we need some, some type of democratic process to, to huddle every, every call? I don't get it. I don't get it either. I, I don't I don't understand. So add that to the list of mysteries we don't really know. I mean, I, I think overall, like I said, we, we we played a good game against the Packers. It's just 14 points ain't enough. You got to put up at least 28 against these guys, yeah. if not more. So I brought this up earlier. We need to replace him. Okay, now if Dallas was smart, they would fire Mike McCarthy at the end of the year and they would promote Kellen Moore. I think he's a strong candidate for who we need to go after. Mm. He's 33 years old. He, dude, he that Cowboys offense. I don't know if you've watched them. Oh yeah, they're 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 electric. On, they're clicking on all cylinders. It's they're, Mike McCarthy. That's not his offense. No, no, it's not. It is Kellen Moore's and. Kellen Moore is making Mike McCarthy look really good, and we need to jump all over that sooner rather than later because head coaches are going to go soon, okay? They're going to start to go on really bad teams. We need to make that leap. I think we need to focus on him. I like Brian Dabble also. Uh, There's coaches out there, right? Like, they're smart coaches. We need a coach who's offense-oriented. Defense will come later. You know, honestly, like... Well, you if you get a new guy, you keep Desai, right? Well, he I mean, he has the right to go where he wants. He's no, a, I know, but... He's a... Would, he's a well... Wouldn't you, fi- would, would yeah, you? well, hold on, let me finish. He's a Vic Fangio guy, remember? He was going to go with Vic to be the defensive coordinator over there. Matt Nagy blocked it. He was happy he did, but he didn't. With that being said, Matt Nagy goes, he's free to go wherever he wants so i highly doubt he sticks around in chicago that would be a shame that'd be a shame i you don't have anything yeah i i think i think it would 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 be terrible but you don't think that's likely what i i i don't i i think he's i think he's got a lot of investment in the bears from that defensive position and i think he might actually end up staying it depends on what kind of offer he got. I don't think he stays at all. I don't think he wants to be there. 
I mean, you heard him. He wanted to leave, and he was pissed at Matt Nagy. And then he, of course, he's going to say the right things, Dad. Of course, now that he has to say, yeah, it was the right thing. It was a good move. Nah, he's full of shit. He wants out. There's a pattern, people. People want out of Chicago really bad. People do not like Matt Nagy at all. It's clear as day, folks. It's very clear. Remember Goodwin? Oh, yeah. I remember Goodwin. He's still there. Yeah, I know, but remember him earlier in the season? Mm-hmm. Releases a tweet, bashing Nagy. Kyle Long retires, comes back to go play for the Chiefs because he doesn't like playing for the Bears. Yeah, there, there are a lot of smoke. There's been smoke signals a long, long time that things are just not right in the organization. And, and those were some great examples of the fact that, you know, things are, are heading downhill. And they're heading downhill rather quickly. Yeah, but do you have any ideas who you want to replace? I mean... You know, I've not really thought about it, Ty, until you literally just brought it up. So, you know, I I, I don't. I, I mean, the, the coaches that I like are already, I think, but are I already th- coaching. I um, think we can agree, though, that it has to be on offensive-minded. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's no way you can... I mean, why why get a defensive guy? We've we've had the defense, we've got the people. I, it has to be offensive. When do moves happen? Because let's go through the schedule. We're gonna break some news here real quick, but we both think we lose next game. So <coughs> that's no, that's no surprise that uh, we're gonna be losing against Tampa. But we got a we got a tough schedule ahead, and let's let's walk through it a little bit. Starting with Tampa next week, which we already know, we we believe it to be a loss. No, that is a loss. I mean, come on. Yeah. You, I mean, there's no way. Yeah, it's it's so a big loss. That's a loss. Uh, then the 49ers come to us. I think they could beat us. Yeah, I do too. Who do we then got then we go away. We're at the Steelers. We could lose that or win that. That's a iffy game on Monday night. That could be a close one. Then the game we'll be at is the Ravens come to Chicago. Oh, that's, yeah. That's a loss. Um, the Bears and the Lions. I think we picked that one up. I, yeah. I think we picked that up. I don't think so. You don't think so? Man, that's a short week, dude. Sunday uh, to Thursday. Yep. That's uh, Thanksgiving Day, right? That's Sunday to Thursday to noon. Yeah. I don't. I that's And that's. I don't I don't know. That so, that one's iffy to me. So after Thanksgiving, we go right to the Cardinals. Ah. <laughs> then the Packers. Then the Vikings. Then the Seahawks when Russell Wilson will be back. Then we can get a win probably with the Giants and then we're at the Vikings to finish the season. So I see four wins out of all that. So when do bodies fly? When we're officially out of the playoffs yeah. or not, even. I think I I, I think I, and you answer the question. I'm yeah. sorry, I cut you off. I No, it's all right. Bodies I think bodies fly um literally after we've played our last game. And of course our last I game disagree. is not be a playoff. I'll game. disagree and I'll tell you why I disagree. Okay. You need to hire a GM before you need to hire a GM before in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And then that GM needs to start um, recruiting people, and he needs to interview head coaches before they're gone. If we do it at the end, we're fucked. Well, that's our history is doing it at the end. And our history has fucked us, so yes. we're fucked. 
Like, I mean, there's yeah, nothing yeah, more to I, say. You can't do it like that. Again, fucking old school mentality. Old school thinking. You can't do that. You fire, and then you start plucking now. Why would you get the opportunity to say this? Why would you get the opportunity to sit there, right? Mm-hmm. And you go, hey, you know what? Instead of kicking my kickball team first, uh, you pick all your players and then we'll pick ours. That's what we're doing. You fire Pace quick. You can let Nagy coach for the rest of the year if Pace is gone. Because when you fire the GM and a new GM is appointed, boom, bingo, bingo, your ass is gone too. Get out of Chicago, pal. And don't let the door hit you in the butt. Then you start making your decision to hire a head coach before the offseason happens and you go, well, we still don't got a coach. Fucking stupid. I agree 100% with you. I just believe that that is going to happen because that is what we've done in the past. That is the template that we're working off of. Do you see us all of a sudden moving away from that template design? I agree with everything you said in terms of jumping on the bandwagon, picking your own team, um, being proactive. I just have not seen us jump into that kind of proactive stance too many times. And that's part of my anger and frustration with this organization is they don't do that very thing. So you can, you know, you, you can tell me that, but I'm not so sure I believe it. You know, I, I believe it's the right thing, but you can, I'm not so sure I, I buy it. No, and I'm not telling you you should. Yeah, what I'm but, telling you is that's what we should do, but we won't. And again, circle it back again. Why? Because old fucking people, old people, old thinking, man. It's It, it all comes back, dude. Oh, it's so frustrating. Everything else is rapidly evolving in the game, and we're still watching it with antennas trying to get the proper signal. It's annoying as fuck. It's driving me nuts to see the... Why do you think the Aaron Rodgers wants out? He's sick of it, dude. He It's the same situation in Chicago, except we've never been able to have a franchise quarterback. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, I can't argue. I can't argue the logic of what you're saying. I I just don't think that proactive. No, I'm not. But I'm. You're happen. you're taking words. You're switching yeah. my words around. I'm not either. I'm yeah. agreeing with you. Yeah. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm that's saying you, that needs to fucking happen. Yeah. You're saying it should happen. Yeah. No, I'm saying it needs to fucking happen. Like it needs to. Like, or we're going to get beat out. We're going to get left out, and we're going to be sitting there going, hmm, why don't we get a guy like that? It's fucking dumb, dude. Like, just, why can I sit on my couch and I'm smarter than you? And it's not just me. It's all of Chicago who are Bears fans are thinking the same thing I'm thinking. It's the only thing we can all get together about is our GM to our owners, to our coaches, have been shit shows for years. Buy McCaskies, get the fuck out of town. Sell the team, and now you want to move to the suburbs? Get out of here. Uh, you know what you do. It's that old saying, if things aren't working out, you just move to a new location. 
No, it, it's that's bullshit because then they're going to fork the, and the rumor is that they're going to pay for the whole thing. Oh my god! So obviously they have money. Yeah, maybe they'll probably they're probably just saying that they'll probably get state funded. That that made made our drive a lot longer. Now we have to go through the entirety of Chicago just to get to the. Made it, and by the way, you're making it a lot easier for Green Bay fans to get there. A lot easier. You move it to the suburbs on the west side, a lot easier. Idiots. <sighs> this is what I'm talking about. And I get worked up and passionate because, like I said, if I'm sitting on the couch and I can see this, why can't you? Why are you so stupid? I don't know, Ty. I, I'm almost, I don't even have words anymore to describe the inaction of this organization and the continued mediocrity of this organization that is just okay with being okay. But being they're n- but it's not even being okay because we're not okay. No, no, I'm, never, I'm no but they're but, okay no. with just fielding a team. Well, there you go. You, you made it look like, hey, we're okay with just no, being... No, no, no. They, they seem to be okay with just fielding a team. Hey, you know... We got the uniforms. We got the ball. They're playing. Yeah. Let's talk now. Let's transition over. Let's talk about the Bucks game. The Bucks are favored by 13.5 points, which means for those people that don't speak in gambling terms, if you take the Milwaukee Bucks, geez, if you take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that means they have to win by 14 or more. I think they cover easily. I do too. We get slaughtered. You, you explain. Yeah, well, here's the deal. Uh, uh, they uh, Bucks have a guy by the name of Tom Brady. I, I think a few of you have uh, known him before. Um, basically, Tom is going to throw the ball every which way but loose. I, first of all, hardly anyone's been able to run on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year. People attempt it, and then they just stop. So that means almost immediately our Bears are going to be one-dimensional. I guarantee you. We won't be able to run. Khalil Mack won't – or Khalil Mack. Khalil Herbert won't be able to run. I had I had Mack on my mind. He won't be able to run. None of our backs will be able to run. We'll get a couple yards here and there, and then all of a sudden you're in almost passing situations for most of the game. We're going to be behind. Uh, they're going to put heat on our new rookie – it, it's it's it could be just a really 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 ugly game. Um, Fourteen points. I would put money on it that they could beat us by twenty one. But yeah, I, I'll take I'll take that thirteen and a half any day of the week. I'll take the over. Yeah, um, my reasoning behind the whole thing is if you look what happened to us against Cleveland Browns, this is what's going to happen here. I don't think we run the ball well at all. No. And if we drop back and pass, we're going to get killed. I, I I hope Justin Fields doesn't get hurt. They got to come up with a better game plan. They won't. They won't. Here's, so. the, here's the deal. You can throw on the Bucks. I believe they are the second worst team are the second easiest team to throw on in the NFL. I think only the New York jets or until last night may have been the Tennessee Titans were an easier team uh, to throw on, but you can throw on them. What you generally don't aren't able to do is you're not able to punch it in, in the end zone. 
So they're very, very stingy in terms of letting any running yardage, and they're usually pretty stingy in in terms of the the red zone too. So that's the challenge, and uh, I I just don't see us having the horses to get it done. I don't see us having the play calling to get it done. Um, I think it's I think it's going to be a tough day. I think it's going to be really hard guarding those receivers too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got they, they got them everywhere. I don't yeah. know is Gronk back for this game. You know, I haven't seen whether Gronk's back. I I kind of doubt it. Um, I think they're going to move pretty slow with him. Uh, but Antonio Brown, I mean, he's he's been on a a tear. Um, and what surprises me is Mike Evans is a damn good receiver, and you know he's last game he hardly got any targets. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, I I think they're going to throw on us a lot. I think. I think they'll attempt to do some running. I don't I don't think the run game on either side gets going, quite honestly, but I think Tom Brady just picks us apart. I don't know. I could see their run game getting going again. Think so with Fournette? Well, I mean, look at all the focus, where the focus is. And now they're not going to have to get rid of the ball as fast because yeah. Quinn's not out there. That's true. I mean, Quinn was playing great, and now we find out today that – He's on the COVID reserve list, and they're going to double-team the shit out of Mac now. Mm-hmm. No no uh, Hicks either. Yeah. This so is they- an easy This is an easy cover to me. I see a complete blowout in Tampa. I, I see it being very, very ugly, man. Yeah, I do too. I, I, I think it's uh, it's bad news for our Bears, man. And it doesn't get easy any easier after that as, as we walk through the schedule. So No, and I think like when we play the 49ers – they have the creativity to beat us, and they have Joey Bosa still. So let's not forget about all that. So with the Bucks, man, they got a great defensive line, and we, dude, I just, I am so afraid for Justin Fields, man. I, I'm seriously, I'm not gonna even get a watch probably that until the second half of that game. So I'm gonna watch the full game though, because I have to, because I want to, but. It's gonna. It's not gonna be pretty, no, man. No, I'm. I'm in complete agreement. I think it's. It. It borders on a blowout, a full blown blowout. So, you know, that's where we're at, and I, it's. I. You know, Bears fans, we deserve better. We really do. We deserve a better product on the field. We deserve um, better coaching. We deserve. Where, where do you passion. think we finish in our division? Oh man. Um, I think we could end up finishing second, potentially. In, in How? Um, I think I think we could, at the very best scenario, beat Detroit twice, beat the Lions twice. Ooh, Lions um, twice, Vikings twice. I think we could. I think we. I. I do we, not. There's no way. We've. Gen- oh, I, I'll mark that down. There's no way. At yeah. best, we split that. Yeah. So I, I said at very best. That that's the very best scenario. So no, no. no. Let's not likely. go scenario. I don't want to do this. That's you're sitting on the fence. What do you think? I think we probably, as I think it through, we probably split the. Yeah. The, see. The, the that's why thing. I put. That's why yeah. I put you out yeah. there. You're, you you yeah. put your like CV, CBS hat and ESPN hat on. <laughs> yeah, I'm true. like, no, I don't want you to well, sit on I the think, fence. You you called me on that and you got me. You're right. Because if I, you I think do, about it, the Vikings have been playing really, really well. Yeah. 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 I mean, Cousins playing balls out the other day. So 
You never know what you get with him. Yeah, but I think you do know this year that, I mean, he, he hasn't had the best record against us, but he's not playing us on any Monday night games. We do play Green Bay on a Sunday night. That that game has to get flexed out. I don't know why they continue to do this to us. We always play the Packers at Lambeau Field on Sunday night, and I hate it. Just put it at the 1 o'clock game so I can watch football and try to forget about the devastating loss. <laughs> yeah, don't drag don't drag us into it all day long. I'm I'm with you, buddy. I'm with you. So I want to talk about this, too. We've talked about this, and this is a very, very, very interesting fact. And I, I, want, I want perspective on this. Did you know that it is a farther trip from L.A. to New York than New York to London? I did not know that. So this whole London thing being a problem, it's not that big of a problem. I'm going to throw that out there. I, I don't... I think that teams where we're located, especially the Bears, since they're on... I want to talk time zones, and I think this matters. I think the Bears with central time zones, we need to start taking advantage of this, and no one really talks about this. But when 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 teams from California have to play in Chicago or when they have to come over and play New York, you're talking about a team who has to play at 1 o'clock when it's nine o'clock their time, you see what I'm saying? Isn't there a three hour difference? Yeah. Okay. So it's so ten o'clock. Yeah. You're not helping. You're just quiet. I don't know I, what that I, I'm, was. I'm, I'm doing. I did the I'm, math I'm, wrong, I'm and you let me lay me out to dry there, I'm so, buddy. I'm sorry, buddy. I'm trying. I was trying trying to do the you math. You just got real head. quiet, and I was yeah, like, "Well, I'm, thanks. I get I'm, it. I did wrong. Let's uh, you know, pick me up, your <laughs> partner. Help me right. out. I'm going. I'm going with you. But so, what I'm saying is that's a big difference, man. But when you go out to the the West Coast, you play at a later time, right? Mm-hmm. So you, let's say you play at like you have a four twenty five game. Okay, but still, that's only what to you. For the Bears, that's only a 2 o'clock game because they're on Central Time. Right. That time difference doesn't affect you, but it it affects their clock, right? Mm-hmm. Why don't we ever take advantage of this? And no one ever talks about this stuff because think about it. The Chargers traveled all the way to Baltimore and got the bejesus kicked out of them. Now, I know what you're thinking. The Rams traveled all the way from L.A. out to um, the Giants, and they kicked the bejesus out of them. That's because the Giants are riddled with injuries. What I'm trying to say is, why don't we talk about this and take advantage of this? Because it seems to play a factor. For instance, Tom Brady. You know how bad it sucks we're not playing him at night? We played him at night last year. Take it from me. I get up every morning at 4 in the fucking morning. And it is god-awful. I absolutely hate it, but I do it because I have to. He doesn't have to. And he gets up, and then why is he so bad in primetime games? He's not the same person. They have brought this comparison up because he goes to bed so early. Hmm. I never even thought of that, Tyler. Yeah, they look at the comparison and the games he loses at night games. Now, he'll change his schedule around for Super Bowl week, but he will not change his schedule out through the regular season. I just found it interesting. I looked into it, and I was like, man, more teams should take advantage of this and be more physical. Yeah. 
That's what I mean, basically. So, like, if a team comes out from L.A. to Chicago, I don't care what you say. Those people could still be sleepy. I And I know that's kind of an over-exaggeration, but, I mean, if you think about it, right? Look at the gap. I get that it's only a three-hour difference from L.A. to New York. But if you're flying there and that flight is longer than New York to London, how are they not tired? Because when you go to London... Usually you're going there to get acclimated days out. And this one you're flying in on a Saturday or a Friday, and then you're playing on a Sunday. So so is the ramifications of what you're saying is one way to take advantage of that is, hey, let's say they're a little off their clock schedule. Maybe maybe we we go a little bit faster. Yes. Don't allow yes. as many substitutions. I think I I kind of know where you're going. Yes. We're, up tempo fast. Up, up tempo fast because they're already behind it. They're not kind of following. Don't it, let them get their. Don't let them get them footing. You're getting it. Like okay. why don't we talk about this more? It is a factor. Yeah. I. It's it's a great point, and that's why I was kind of quiet because I was kind of processing. Okay. Well, what does this mean? You know, in terms of. And then I got to think. Well. Hey, maybe if I'm the other coach, I'm I play up tempo. I don't allow as many substitutions. Because think, think about it, you're telling me that same game against the Chargers and the the Ravens. I had I you couldn't have paid me a million dollars and said, hey, the Ravens are going to kick the shit out of them. And everyone talks about all they talk about, Dad, is well, that was a bad matchup. That was a bad matchup. That's not what. Why why are we talking about the time difference? Yeah. They're, they're waking up to play a game. And you got to think about this. By what I'm saying about 9 in the morning, think about what time their biological clock is at. Yeah. Because, Dad, you don't think they're just, all right, break, and we're at the stadium. No. They're there multiple hours beforehand. So their time, they're pretty much there around 7 in the morning. No, makes makes perfect sense. Something to, something to take a look at, coaches. Take advantage of the time situation yeah I mean, I mean i just brought it up i wanted to talk time zones because when i found out about the the that new york to london was shorter than london or then from new york to la i was like wait a minute here why is this such a big deal but you know and why do you would think they'd give the the teams flying to the east coast a little more room but they don't so yeah. it is what it is yep so Heading into a really tough week. I'm not sure. So we we ought to have some type of Bears survival guide. If you're a Bears fan and you're going to go through this kind of schedule, I mean, other than the obvious, drink more beer. How do how do the how do we Bear fans get through it? Do we just hope hope that you know we somebody, pray to lose? We yeah. we need to lose. We need to lose outright. I would love to lose the remaining of our games. It's the only way. They're not going to get rid of these guys unless it's something absolutely horrific. And it needs to happen. There's your answer. I've been saying it since day one. You got to lose. It's for the greater good. Yeah. Yeah. We we need that that earthquake to shake things up because... um, Oh, my goodness. I, Think I just, about it, though. This is the same team, Dad, that w- when we played the Lions. They were saying it, the rumors out there, if we lose the Lions, Matt Nagy gets fired. That wasn't that long ago. Yeah. So let's let's hope and pray, folks, that uh, given that, 
geez, let's lose every game from here on out and maybe some true change will happen and we'll actually be able to one day get on this podcast and talk about how good the coaching was, how great uh, of plays we chose, how wonderful it was that we went for it on fourth down, how good Justin Fields look, how good the defense looks, how good our wide receivers look. And oh, by the way, we even throw to the tight ends again. What a surprise would that be? So better days are ahead. Don't give up hope. Things will happen, but not I disagree. right away. Do I disagree? But not right I, away. I said, but not right away. I think you need to give up hope immediately. <laughs> I think you need to give up hope on abandoned ship this season. There's just no point. Uh, the faster we lose, here's what I want. Let's lose horrifically. They fire Pace and they fire Nagy, and then I then yes, I'm right back on board and winning. Remove the cancer, folks. We've been talking about it for I don't know how long on this podcast. Continues to be the same theme, the same ongoing message. It just, I let, let, just to wrap up the Bucks game. They got such a good defensive line. We have a bad offensive line, and their wide receivers are going to crush us, man. Huh? Yeah, that's that's my take. Yeah, so, all right. Well, with that being said, we're going to wrap it up just slightly short here. But uh, if you want to be a part of the show, you know, we I, I've given you the number. I'll give it to you one more time. If you, if you don't want to be on the show, that's fine. We haven't got any new voicemails or anything like that. But we would love to hear from you. So if you would like to give us a call, that number is... 260-639-4439. You can text. You can leave a voicemail. You can stay anonymous. You can bitch at us. You can bitch about the bears. Just give us a point of view. We if could, you don't, that's fine too. We could have a bitch at Matt Nagy session. Yeah, join us. Let's not be the only ones doing that. I mean, right. for crying out loud. Well, that's all I got. You got anything else? I'm... I'm full of anticipation of hopefully a change will be coming in time. All right. That's all all for this week. Remember, it's always a good time when you bear down.